0: Here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, my God. There, over there. The word, the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What
1: we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a Eleven, month. exactly.
0: You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. And it's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey bootsandwhiskeypodcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. You all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial.
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. It is the last Tuesday in March, which means we are wrapping up our female interview series here for the month of March, and Women's History Month. We have the very sweet and very talented Lissa Coulter on the show today. Lissa is a Massachusetts native, now living in Nashville, doing the thing down there, um... It was a real pleasure to talk to her and get kind of an insight on who she is and what she's doing and how she's come to be. Um, This has been an episode that has been talked about and discussed of having her on the show for a long time now. Um, She also has a very similar podcast to this for what she's doing um, with some people, some independent artists and -and up-and-comers down in Nashville, so I appreciate her time taking the time to to do this um there's a lot of things in this episode that i think are interesting that i that i don't want to get too into i want you to you know listen and see for yourself or hear for yourself um kind of what i think and stuff with this episode um i'm very much looking forward to seeing lissa perform live soon um you know Lissa and i come from the same same world um you know, she's the co-founder of Kane Switched uh, Entertainment. Um, her podcast is Music Manifested. You know, I think I think this girl has a lot of ambition. She has a lot of things going for her. I think if she just, you know, keeps on keeping on, she's really going to kill it. Um, you know, she has a she has a really good team behind her that you know is is driving her in you know which. I th- or help or guiding her which in turn is driving her um you know it and and I think that's the biggest the biggest biggest thing with this in this career and you know the way music goes you know <laughs> really really it is um so really without further ado I want to uh, I want to present to you my conversation with Lisa Coulter As always, I want to thank my friends Matthew Allen Photography, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Soul Authentic, Chocolate Whiskey Discs, Roxley Whiskey Stones, and of course our biggest supporters over at CMV Music Network. Before we get into that, here's a a word about CMV. Enjoy the show, guys. I also want to say a big thank you to our friends over at CMV Music Network for sponsoring today's episode and helping us bring it to you always remember cmv music network it's where musicians come to play hey lissa
1: hey how are you
2: good how are you
1: good
2: thank you good good so glad to have you on the show finally thank you for being here
1: yes thank you for having me it took us a little while but we made it we made it yeah
2: you know it it's it happens right you know with our it's it's crazy how schedules work and how you know one day it looks like you're not busy and then the next day it's like oh i'm totally booked
1: Oh, for real! Especially when the holidays come around, that gets that gets very
2: crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, I I now I know for next year I think I'm just gonna say you know what, screw it. I'm not doing anything in December and the first week in January because it just <laughs> it was a nightmare.
1: Right. It's so funny <laughs> in the music industry, everything stops pretty much. Uh, the first or the uh, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving. Yeah. Typically stop.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. It's totally wild. Um. So I don't know how much about my show you know about, but, you know, this is kind of a, you know, a feature about you. You know, there, there's no, I have zero questions for you, to be totally honest. Um, I, let, I like to let you tell your story and where you're coming, where you've come from and what you're doing. And I'll uh, interject with the questions and the conversation as, as we go.
1: Okay, Cool.
2: So if, if you want, go on ahead and tell us who you are and where you've been and what you're doing and and uh I'll I'll make it fun along the way.
1: Heck yeah. I love this open format. I like I'm Oh I'm,
2: yeah. You know,
1: I am I'm a huge talker.
2: Yeah, you know, so like that's the thing, right? So and I'm not talking shit, right? And that's another thing. This these these podcasts that I do not necessarily all are uh safe for work, <laughs> you say this, but, <laughs> right,
1: right. Um
2: you know, I can't stand the whole Q and A like you know format of interviews. Um, you know, because I'm a big, you know, I'm I'm a big Joe Rogan guy. So you know, that's kind of how I base it. I want it to be a conversational thing, right, um, right? Rather than a you know, the you know, what's your name? Where are you from? Like right, uh, right. that that stuff's boring to me. So right, uh, sure. if it's boring to me, I can only imagine how boring it is to other people. So. Right.
1: No, I, t- I totally feel that. I totally feel that. Yeah. Well, my name for those just joining is Lisa Coulter. <laughs> um, I am originally from Medway, Massachusetts. I moved to Westboro, Massachusetts, my senior year of high school. Now I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee, um, which has been kind of we'll talk about it, but it's been a bit of a journey. Um, when I I uh, went into my senior year of high school. Like I said, we had moved and I needed to find a new vocal coach in the area. Um, I've been like singing since I was super little. Like I would, I think I actually put in a sentence today. I've been singing um, in tens of cars since I was two or three years old. Um, <laughs> which i thought was which i thought was kind of funny um but i i've kind of just been singing as a hobby since i was um like really like two or three years old i would love to listen to musicals in the car um like annie the musical was like a really big big one for me the disney version of course um and then when i turned (laughs) um 17 i was introduced to a vocal coach in the Westboro area and she not only introduced me um to expanding on my knowledge of my voice and how to use it, but also introduced me to the industry. I didn't know that there was an industry. Um, I thought people just got picked up and got signed to a record label and that was it. And I had no clue where songs came from and I had no clue what management was or the fact that content needed to be created. I knew nothing about this. And then um, everything kind of changed when I turned to 17. And in two thousand, end of 2016, actually, December 31st was my very first um, paid bar gig um so it was a good way to go into 2017 um so it it was very interesting it all happened like really fast too yeah Uh,
0: yeah
2: that and I've seen I've seen well I've seen I've heard like that's just how it happens it seems like
1: yeah yeah it definitely happens fast it kind of just the second that you realize is it clicks it's one of those things where the people in this industry are so passionate about it that once they figure out they can do it, they're like off, off and running, you know, it just, yeah. it's just, it's time for them. Um, that's kind of where it started. And then I played, I played some shows in uh, New England for about two, two and a half years. And I met a ton of amazing artists and some that, um, you know, kind of brought me along for their journey for a little while and helped me out, introduced me to people in the industry. And I'm super, super thankful for that because I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without them. Um, but they were just like, you know, just really accepting of me. And I was, I was younger compared to a bunch of them. You know, a lot of them are in their, um, or like late twenties, early thirties. And I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, and they were just super accepting and super supportive. And, um, I, I, like I said, I started doing shows around there for a little while, kind of did the big fish in a small pond thing. Um, and then in 2018, middle of 2018, my friend asked me if, I wanted to move to Nashville with her cause she thought that she was going to be going to college um, in Nashville, my friend Paige. And um, she ended up not going to college in Nashville but I ended up actually taking that step and was like, well, why would I stop going? I have, you know, I've got nothing, nothing here besides family and, and my dreams are out there. And if I wanna do this full-time, it's really important that I am, you know, where it all is. Um, so I, I moved to, to Nashville in February of 2019. Um, and from there, I actually was super fortunate enough to have a few shows and festivals actually booked for me before I had left for Nashville. So uh, kind of rewind a little bit. I met um, one of my booking agents, uh, Lauren Warshawski, back in, I believe it was 2017. And she was absolutely incredible to me. She saw me play at Indian Ranch, which is always an honor to play at Indian Ranch um, in Webster, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's,
2: it's, it's this show. I shouldn't say this out loud. But it's this show's favorite venue that's for I sure. love
1: oh no, I love it. It's it's such oh a my fun God. venue. The camp, if if you don't if you don't know what it is, um for those listening, it's a really cool um like campground venue. And they like it's re- it's it's so cool and it's it's an outdoor venue and they have a great summer series.
2: Yeah, it's it you know, actually it's funny, all of my life living, you know, 25 minutes from there, I've never I never had gone and you know this past summer starting to do this podcast I was like well maybe I should uh give it a shot and um the first show I saw there was Justin Moore and Nate Barnes and I was just absolutely blown away like Heck yeah yeah, yeah awesome.
1: no, it's it's amazing I, I've been super fortunate enough to have the opportunity to pro- perform there a few times and like I said, that was where I met Lauren and Lauren presented me with a few opening act opportunities in Massachusetts. And um, I got the opportunity to open up for Eric Pasley. Um, and then that kind of continued on into 2019, where I performed a Taste of Country Music Festival out in New York and then Country Jam um, Colorado and Country Jam Montana. Um, and it was absolutely incredible having the opportunity to see kind of what it's like uh, for those bigger national artists and opening up for them and being surrounded by that environment was really cool um and it was also just a really cool thing to come to Nashville and kind of have that behind me. I learned kind of gave me like a little bit of a step up. Um I definitely like noticed that there was a little more like respect given just because I had just moved to town and had those shows booked, which I think definitely helped a lot. So um and 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 helped in a way where it's like I was able to make connections a little quicker. I was able to make friends a little quicker. Um which was just like really cool um just kind of having that that behind me. Um you know, as much as I love Nashville, it's, it's sense of community is really big. But then again, you know, everyone's out here for for their careers. And mm-hmm. there definitely is a little sense of like, Oh, like that person's doing that. That's really cool. Like that's someone you want to get close to. And um, but some of those people honestly have become some of my closest friends. And I've really like, we've both like really grown to love each other and stuff like that. So um, I just been a really cool overall experience just since the move to Nashville. Um, I've, I've been on the road for the past three years. Um, I mean, and like I said, like, I'm someone who I I started off really not knowing anything about the industry at 18 years old, you know, I didn't understand where, like I said earlier, where a song came from, I didn't understand that there was booking agents and a team behind the stuff and content creators and photographers and managers. And now I have, you know, I have my own label services company. And I, you know, I have my own podcast and, and things like that. Um, so it's just it's really cool to see how things have grown over the years
2: yeah your own rival podcast lissa <laughs> <laughs> um so that's all that's all really cool and and you know pretty incredible on how you know it went from you know and i i feel like it happens to everybody where it went from 0 to 60 you know maybe not overnight but you know essentially overnight because you know you go from doing you know a, a bar gig to You know moving to nashville and and starting to make a name for yourself
1: right and i think that's the really crazy part is and i I talk about this a lot especially right now where all of my friends are at a very similar experience level where one day we could all be playing a festival and the next day we're all in a bar with five people like you really it really goes back and forth and it's kind of funny but i think the biggest thing that i learned from those festivals was that i wasn't ready for them back in 2019 um so it was kind of humbling to be put in those situations and then have to kind of take a step back and say okay how can we do this better for next time? And also like, no, I'm not ready for this because I think sometimes the dream takes over so big sometimes and you think you're ready for these huge steps when reality is those huge steps end up being like kind of a learning lesson. And then you have to kind of backtrack, rework it and then get out there for the next one and try again. And now that those not to say like those, those festivals weren't, you know, failures or anything by any means. Like they were probably some of the most fun performances I've ever had. Um, but it was really interesting just seeing my process as a human and how, like looking at where I needed to grow.
2: Right. Right. You know, now doing, doing what you're doing, right. And coming from where you've come from, which we're going to get to because it's, you know, for me, it's home too. Um, do you feel like you have maybe a different sort of edge than a lot of people do coming from the Northeast and the attitude that we have? And, you know, cause it's very different than people from other parts of the country.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. So my manager Todd, uh, shout out Todd, he's actually chilling, chilling over here. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, Todd is actually from, so we are from completely opposite ends of the country. Um, And just to see the difference between the way that both of us interact, like within our ourselves and then with other people is so crazy. I'm much more of a fast paced person. Yeah. You know, things down here are definitely a little like more like slow and steady where things in New England are a lot more straightforward. Get to it. Like, go, go, go. Um, Which I think helps with the industry side of things, with the business side of things. I think that definitely helps with the business side um but sometimes like but he's taught me how to just like in general just like slow down in life you know just like enjoy yeah. and enjoy the ride which is something that I really did need to work on when moving down you know when you have such big dreams you can only see that and sometimes you just got to take a step back and just like smell the roses for a second you know i think sometimes We forget that. I think we forget to take our time because, like, we only have, like, we quite literally only have one life, and like, you know, and we we don't get to experience this. Not everyone gets to experience this, you know. Unfortunately, there, you know, situations come about where not everyone gets to experience life to their fullest. Um, And so, so Todd's really helped me in just general the southern way of of things has really helped me. Has the traffic helped me? Not really. Um, <laughs> but everything else, like just, just slowing down has really helped me, um, not just with my career, but me as a human, just being able to kind of just take a step back. And I think there's, a, I've learned a lot more compassion down here too. Everyone's so kind and everyone has a lot more compassion for each other. And that's something that I definitely, like me personally with my experience in New England, I didn't see um, that the type of compassion I see down here. Um, yeah. There's definitely compassion up there and it's definitely like, you know, it, it has its own thing to it. And I love how new England does, you know, their stuff. But I think that compassion is a really big part of, you know, who I am and, and what I'm trying to be, not just as an artist, like I said, but as, as a human. Um, yeah. So it's kind of nice seeing like the different sides of, of the country. And it, it really is a culture shock. People think that going from, you know, Massachusetts, Tennessee. Oh, like you know, you're just in the U.S. and and yes, we're in one country, but they're very like very large
2: differences. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 really weird because you know even a, in the little bit that I've traveled, you know, most of it's been down south, and you see such a difference of you know ways of life, and you know even the the one time I've been to Nashville, it was you know yeah, it's a major city, but you still have that, like, oh, we're going to take our time. And it's like, oh, ho, ho, I'm not used to that. You know? Right.
1: And and it's it's funny, too, because even though you like you said, Mash- Nashville is a major city, it's a very small town, like everyone, yeah. knows, everyone. I mean, it's so funny. Someone's like, oh, yeah, like, I know so and so. I'm like, how the heck do you know them? Like, it's so crazy.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's actually a perfect segue into, you know, something else we could talk about where, You know a lot of the people that i see that you've posted on within in instagram and other social medias you know have also been on this show and it's like how the hell do everybody know each other
1: right right it's so crazy this i mean this town is really small it's just here's the thing is we're in we're in an industry where we have to know everyone right because everyone everyone is going to help everyone get to the next step Um, So whether it's another artist or another songwriter or a manager or whoever, like they're going to help you get to the next step. But we're also down here all like doing the same thing. And we want to find people that have the same goals as us and can relate to the life of an artist's life because it's not your typical nine to five, you know, like we have really strange hours of nine o'clock to 1am, you know, we have like really crazy hour and you just find people that you vibe with. And I think it's, it's so crazy. Like music really does bring people together, not just in a sense of like, you know, at a concert, but just in general, like, you know, working in the industry, it really brings people together. So I think it's really cool. And, and I think it's really cool to just to have people in my life that not only can relate to what I do, but also are just extremely supportive of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, with what you're doing and the connections you've made, what made you start Cane Switched and how did that all become a thing?
1: Yeah. So um, this is kind of a cool story. So um, I, before leaving for Nashville, when I was living in Massachusetts, I started an artist development company called cloud nine. And um, I actually started that with a business partner and that business partner ended up um, dropping off like two months in. And so I had the decision, did I want to continue cloud nine by myself? Or did I want to kind of just focus on my artistry? And that's when I had to make the decision. Well, do you want to continue working for another company while doing your music or would you prefer grinding it out and working by yourself and working for yourself? And I decided I would rather work for myself. I have, um, I have a, a slight, a slight issue with authority. Um,
2: <laughs> which I have
1: recently found out in therapy. It has to do a lot with my childhood. So I was all for working for myself. <laughs> um, so, Um, I, like, I just, there, there were a lot of situations when I was younger where I had like a hard time trusting adults. Um, and so it's just kind of, kind of continued, but it has shown me to be independent in the sense where I I really can run a business. And I decided I didn't want to work for the job that I was working for anymore. I was sick and tired of being told to get off my phone while I was trying to do my music stuff. You know, I was sick Mm -hmm. and tired of having hours that I didn't want to work. I was sick of being unhappy. Um, and I decided like, you know and I, I I put this in a I put this in a a uh, caption today. I was just done kind of sitting in my own shit, and I wanted to take like a new step.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I decided to create i um sorry uh, Cloud Nine, and that was an artist development company for a few years. And um, like many you know start startup businesses, it was definitely a little bit of a failed business. Um, but you know I helped out some really incredible artists during that time. I think I maybe helped out like twenty five to thirty artists during that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: which was amazing. It was a really cool learning opportunity for me. I got to learn how to work with people. I got to learn how to coach and teach, which if I wasn't in music, I'd probably be a teacher. Um, cause I love sharing information and, and helping people. Um, so that was like right up my alley. Um, and then in at the beginning of last year, 2021, um, it, it honestly, not only was it like not doing well, um, I just wasn't having fun with it anymore. I, also was getting really stressed out about my own artistry and I had to reflect on like why that was happening mm-hmm. because I love my artistry like this has been my dream I tell people all the time I want to sell at stadiums this has been my dream since I was like three years old um so I had to reflect on that and I realized that it was Kane's I'm sorry cloud nine that was getting in my way and yeah. so I I kind of put cloud nine away I was like you know what like we kind of just need to we need to put this off and then in February so like a month later um I met Todd who's my current manager and him and I started working together and le- this uh, last summer, so summer of 2021, uh, we like through our journey working together, we, we both have realized we had very similar goals and what we wanted to do in this industry. He like was talking about the publishing company he wants to have. And I was talking about how I wanted to have a label services company that eventually became a label. Um, and we kind of last summer combined those two, those two goals um, and, and those two routes. And we created Cane Switched.
2: Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, Good.
1: Um. Yeah. I was going to say Kane switches and label services company um, and we do ours development, social media management, graphic design, just getting artists that are at a very similar experience level to where I am providing them with a team uh, because it's, it's hard. You can't manage, you can't hire a manager. A lot of times at this, experience level because you're, you're not getting enough to pay them 10% or you don't, when you're moved to town, you don't know graphic designers or you don't know photographers and we're able to connect people with those those
2: people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that you, you know you've gone through that journey because even with, you know, doing this, this show, you know we start, I started this whole boots and whiskey thing as kind of like a, a goof you know, really at the beginning of last summer and, you know, it's turned into this, which has turned into, you know, even more than I ever thought or imagined it could be. Right. And, you know, it's always, I'm always looking to develop this thing more and more and more. Right. Um, you know, and it's interesting on how, how fast it goes and how different it is every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting to see a business grow. It's very, yeah. it's a very interesting. And it, it also is interesting to see how, us as people grow as a human, as our business grows, we realize that we need different types of skills.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so let me, let me talk to you a little bit about your, um, this is, this is going to, I'm going to say this in a weird way, but, um, you growing up in Medway because, you know, living so close, you know, I can't help, but to think that you and I have had to have run into each other at some point along the line, outside of music, Um, so when did you leave Medway for Westboro?
1: Um, I'll be honest with you. I probably, we we definitely probably have not run into each other only for the fact that I never left Medway. Um, (laughs) except to see like family and stuff. But, um, um, I moved to Westboro my senior year of high school, but I was like, I was very much like like very introverted like i wouldn't i wouldn't really go out with friends much i kind of like to hang by myself i didn't have many friends in medway either um like we moved because we had like because both my sister and i had some serious bullying problems and that's just where it started
2: yeah yeah i uh i actually spent a lot of years in medway working in medway so that's that's the only reason why i I mentioned it. And a really good friend of mine in high school, her dad was a teacher in Medway. So it's it's just, it's just a funny coincidence. That's
1: and, funny. That is really funny.
2: Yeah. Um, so how, how at this point, you know, going from Massachusetts to Nashville, how do you become, you know, what you've become, you know, you have 13.2, you know, thousand followers on Instagram, you know, you have such a social media presence. How how do you build that how do you sustain that?
1: First of all, thank you. Um, I always tell people I don't feel, I don't feel like, I just feel like me, you know, like I don't feel, yeah. I don't feel like I'm this big presence, but uh, you know, I, I do, I get that feedback sometimes and it feels good, but it's also just kind of like funny hearing it. Um, my dad, when me and my dad uh, had, had a conversation back when I was living in Westboro and it was when I first started in the industry and he called me and he said, Liz, like, if you want to do this, you have to go all in. Like, you can't slack. You have to be aware that this is going to be a really tough journey. Like, I remember the phone call. Like, I remember sitting in my room. And the one thing that always stuck out to me was he said, and you have to show up. And I've learned that showing up doesn't just mean coming to a show and or supporting a friend. Showing up means showing up every single day for your career, posting the amount of content you're supposed to... Post being reliable, offering to help in events, you know, offering to, you know, sell tickets out of the door, offering to be a merch person, offering to help out, making tons of friends, taking every single opportunity that is presented to you, um, just like consistently being on top of your fans and being like, hey, like, you know, I, you know, I would love your support and and messaging them and getting to know them and connecting one on one and like I my fans like come before anything like for real like they really do I. I would not be here without them. Um, so, like when when we hear showing up, or when I hear showing up, it's not just oh, I'm showing up for a show. It's I'm showing up. I'm prepared. I'm ready, and I'm giving it my all, no matter what, where I'm, w- what I'm doing
2: in the industry. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you and you got to, you know, you really have to, especially being an independent artist. You have to grind it out. You know, there right, is no. Right.
1: Right. And some yeah. someone actually asked me, they were like, what is the biggest piece of advice that you have? And, you know, for being an artist, and I was like, uh, they asked me yesterday, and I was like, honestly, dude, I was like, you have to humbly want it more than the next, like, than the person next to you.
0: Right.
1: You have to believe that you have it. You have to believe that you want it more than anyone in the town. You have to believe that you are worth it. Like you have to believe in yourself more than anything and you have to want it more than anything. And you right. have to be humble about that too, right? Like you can't just say you're the best, you know? You have to continue to work and continue to fight for what you believe in and continue to fight for yourself and continue to take lessons and continue to accept coaching and continue to invest money even when you don't have it. You have to continue that. Um, yeah. So it just like, it's just a matter of, loving what you do, staying true to yourself, showing up and just wanting it more than the next person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you're absolutely right. You know, you really do, ha- <clears throat> you really have to want it more right. know, because there's, there's, you know, 10 other people, you know, but more than that, you know, right behind you. Right. Uh,
1: and, and there's always going to be one person, uh, you know, a, a step in front of you too, you know?
2: Right. Oh yeah. And that's, that's just the nature of the beast, you know, and there's a lot of times that, there's nothing you can really do about that.
1: Right, right. Um, it, it's, a, it's a matter of right place, right time. And,
2: and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, you could, you could be the, the greatest talent in the world. And if yep. you're not, you know, right where somebody else is, it, it doesn't matter. You know? Right. I think that's, you know, that's true for, you know, most careers and most opportunities. You know, if you're not there and you don't show up, you know, and people don't know who you are, you're never going to get, An opportunity,
1: right, right, and that's why having like you know you mentioned my social media presence, but my presence of just showing up in person too is is just as important. I think sometimes people forget the concept of word of mouth because social media is so prominent nowadays. But I always tell the artists that I work with, I was like, you show up at that event and you make yourself known. Like just make yourself known. Like you don't have to be the biggest person in the room. In fact, I recommend you being the dumbest person in the room so (laughs) people learn something. But show up so people see that you're showing up.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. You know, there's nothing, you know, I, I always say, you know, nobody, nobody likes a know it all, you know, nobody, nobody wants to hear somebody else's opinion, especially when you're going through the same thing.
1: Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's also like important to, I think that people should like be encouraged to be the dumbest person in the room. I always tell people, I'm like, if I'm not learning something, I'm not doing something right. I'm not hanging out with like the right people or I'm not being put in the right environments because I want to be in a situation where I feel like I am not the smartest person in the room. I want to learn. Like I constantly want to learn, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my favorite thing is, you know, especially in like this community of, um, you know, I guess media, so uh country music media people, you know, like we, we have conversations all the time together and it's, you know, you hear one thing or, you know, you hear another thing and you bounce ideas off of, you know, each other. And then, but then you have some people that are, you know, hold, hold their contacts and all of their, you know, things close to the chest. And it's like, you know. I, I get it but like we're all here for the same reason you know for you're
1: sure. right right you know
2: your your interview style or your music is gonna be different than mine and, right right you know it's all based on what people like you know and right, that's it's, how you get a
1: music is music is so subjective it's so subjective yeah. I think that's people get really caught up in oh my god is my music commercial and oh my god and it's like you know what the only like there's no one to tell you whether you're like let's be real like you could go to 500 publishers in this town and they're all going to tell you something very different one could tell you it's commercial one could tell you it's not one could tell you you suck one could tell you you're the best right like it's there's no like criteria like true criteria um and I think that's the kind of cool thing about the music industry is that there is no criteria Um, so you know you just you gotta just do whatever feels authentic to you
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, being you, you know, and I've gotten that feedback myself where it's like, you know, well, you should have maybe, you know, conducted yourself this way in this interview. And it's like, no, I'm good. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And if, you know, uh, somebody doesn't want to listen or the guest doesn't like it, you know, cause I've, I've already run into that bullshit where did a great interview and then I had said something or, posted about something on, on social media and they didn't like it and they asked me to pull the show and it was like oh okay like so you and you know be, at the time of things going on in the world like I I bowed to it and like I still regret that to this day I really do
1: right I think I mean I think there's like a level of respect there too and a level of learning like you know yeah there's a huge level of learning too like you know people give advice and I think it's important to take in all the advice you get and pick and choose what you like from it
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's always good Ab- to learn. It's big. It's a good, it's, it's important to, to just learn from people some, even though like sometimes.
2: Yeah. You know, and that, that whole situation was a huge learning experience, you know, for a, and a lot of reasons, you know, it made me realize who, you know, cause this was early on, you know, in, in the show's history. And it was like, you know, who do I want to be and how do I want to conduct this? And right. you know, it was, you know, there was a lot of things that were talked about that I thought were really important, you know, cause this, this show, I, you know, it's not just about music. You know, right. everybody everybody knows that, you know, that's listening to this music, this show, you know, we know Lissa Coulter has music out there. Or you wouldn't be on this show.
0: Right, you, know? Right, right. you know,
2: I. that's why it's so important to me to know who you are so that, you know, the audience gets an idea of who you are so that they can understand and appreciate your music even better than they would have
0: before.
1: Heck yeah. I love that. I love that. That's a great message to send out, especially for us artists. You know, we, I feel like a lot of times our, yes, our music sends a message, but I think it's important that the viewers also know that we're like very much human and we're not just, you know, we're not just public figures. Um, And I always, I, that's why I like having my podcast too, because for like the very similar reason, like it's, it's nice when you actually get to know the person and know their intentions and know where they're coming from and see See their honesty and, and who they are as a human because there's so much behind that. I think a, a song, as much as a, like as much as I love writing as much as I love music, a song can only say so much. Um, yep. I think sometimes it's important, you know, and that's what my kind of my new single talks about, um, which you had mentioned um, earlier that we'll get into in a little while. But like my new my new single, like really goes into the importance of like just using your voice, and sometimes that's not through a song. Sometimes that's beyond the song, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so it's definitely important. So I love that you're highlighting art, like who the artist truly is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now, why don't you talk about your new single? Because by the time this comes out, the single will already have been out. And I'm sure everybody's already listened to it at this point. But if you want to go into it, you know, by all means.
1: Heck yeah. Um so my new single is called See Me Now, and it comes out, I mean, like you said, when people are listening to this, it'll already be yes. out, but it comes out tonight at 11 o'clock. Well, 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern, so I'm excited.
2: So um, tonight, tonight would be for those, sorry, not to cut you off, but tonight, it, it is February 24th, going into February 25th. Yes. Um, but, you know, this this is kind of special where um, the way I've decided to conduct the month of march seeing it is women's history month um the whole month of march is going to be about women in country music so that's why this this um episode is going to get delayed a little bit in the release so that you can be featured in that month for what it is
1: heck yeah i love that i love that thank
2: you you're welcome Um,
1: so see me now i wrote with uh nick powell lily who's actually from massachusetts and um darian lee who is from minnesota but now living down here in nashville
2: um, who is was also going to be on the show soon i love Beth. it i love it
1: i love, love it. She's, she's one of my really good friends I, yeah. I love her she's amazing um but we wrote it over it was actually a zoom right and it was about three or four months ago, I think, is when we wrote it. And I really, I really loved the song. So I was like, we're getting this out now. Um, and the concept basically is just uh, about taking back your voice in your life after, you know, being in a really tough relationship or friendship or, or situationship where you felt like that you were taken advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. And I really wanted to highlight that, um, kind of that situation, but not that just that I decided that, when i wanted to release this song it didn't just have to do with the situation that i was actually in but it also had to do with just with the fact that i over the last 2 years have done a lot of just soul searching and and like just looking at myself and my life and realizing that i haven't spoken up about you know my opinions and my thoughts and and i used to shove my thoughts and opinions and down and used to not recognize them and used to let people kind of walk all over me and over the past few years i I've been really working on that um, and to realize that my thoughts and my actions really do matter. And what I have to say and what I have to speak really does matter. And um, I really wanted to put that out in a song. And I think it's really important that people understand that their thoughts and their, their situations matter. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, when people release a lot of these like breakup songs, it's, it's, they typically look at it as just one meaning. um, But a lot of my songs, when I release them, I release them with, a purpose um, behind what the song actually just sounds like and that that's kind of the purpose behind it is you know see me now is about like you know the the kind of like catchphrase there is do you see me now and it, it's like, do you see me now? Do you see that I'm like, you know, do you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you see? Do you understand? You know, my thoughts really do matter. And it's, it's not asking my permission. It's saying no, they do matter. Yeah, um, like most of my life, I have asked permission. And, and now it's kind of just it's not time to ask anymore. It's time to tell.
2: Yeah, hell yeah. Now, for the songs and the music that you have released, how, how much of it is Authentically from you, from experience, and how much of it is, you know, oh, this is just a fun story that this could be a fun story to tell, even if it hasn't happened to me or not really relatable?
1: Um, All of my songs that I have put out, like, relate to me 100%. Even the songs that weren't written by me, um, I wouldn't have chosen them if I didn't feel like they were relatable. Um, I think the least relatable one is Alone with You. And I, I wouldn't say that it's not relatable, I just think it's a little more vague um yeah. in, in emotion which but it's a fun song like the purpose of that song was to put it out and to be fun and for the time that i was going through when i put it out it matched exactly what i was going through um nice. so i wouldn't say it was unauthentic or anything i think it was just a little less a, a, like emotion heavy um but it was a fun song and i really loved it but all the songs that i've put out have 100 percent i've been to on on a very
2: deep level oh that's awesome that's awesome. You know, it's, uh, that's important too. you know, to, to release songs as an artist that actually matter and relate to you.
1: Right, right. That's probably one of the most important aspects of me. I wouldn't release a song that I don't relate to. Um, I would feel guilty for, especially, you know, sometimes I'm cutting my own songs and sometimes I'm cutting other artists. And either, even when I am cutting in, um, cutting my own songs, there mm-hmm. are normally um, other writers on it. And so if I'm taking those stories that are written also by other writers whether it's myself and others, or just others, you know, I don't feel right putting like not putting emotion behind that. That's not fair to the writer. That's not fair to their emotions. I feel like that's invalidating their emotions. Um, right. So, you know, you have these people telling their stories. I want I want to do them proud. Like you know, I want I want to make sure that they like what they're hearing and that they feel like that it's it's done justice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, in in the true spirit of this show, um, I'm actually sick of talking about your music and I want to talk about something that you're passionate about that I'm also passionate about, and that is your love of everything that seems to be Walt Disney World.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> this is so crazy that you're bringing this up, and I'm going to explain why. So last night, this is really weird. Last night I had a dream that I was in Disney. This morning, <laughs> this morning I went up, and I woke up, and I went to a doctor's appointment. And when I got there, there was a lady there. And I was I had to my insurance card was on my phone. So I gave her my phone and it locked and I and she was like, Oh, can you open this? And I was like, Oh, dang, like, sorry for the Disney background, lol. And she was like, No, I love Disney. And we got on the topic of Disney. And she had these rubber ducks, which I love ducks. Those are my favorite animals. But she had these rubber ducks that were all Disney themed on her desk. And I was like, No freaking way. And then me and me and Todd are actually planning our our trip to Disney, with, which is in like a week and a half. So we've been doing that, and then there was a Disney TikTok that I made today. Like, it's got a <laughs> day full of Disney, so I'm here
2: for it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what what where did the love come from?
1: Oh man. Um. So my grandparents have lived in Florida since I was little. Uh, I think probably I think it might have been since before I was born. Um. And so we would go to Disney almost every single year for about mm-hmm. ten or eleven years. Um, And then we stopped for a few years and I was not happy with that. So I told mom, I said, no, we need to go back to Disney. Um, And I've been to Disney maybe 20 plus times. Um, And I've been on a Disney cruise. I've been to Disney in California. Um, I just, it's, it's a nostalgia thing for me. It's super big on nostalgia. I'm huge into nostalgia um and it's just been a, it's been a happy place it honestly like has been my guilty pleasure since i can remember it's just been an escapism thing for me and I, it's it's just a way for me to release i have am an, like i am a child at heart and my, friends, my friends will like vouch for me on this i am a true child at heart like i can act like a little kid like i love it and that's a way for me to really just like escape uh some of the stresses of reality and just kind of be able to get to do like a fun little thing. I mean, it's an, it's an expensive hobby, but you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and it and only over the last, um, you know, couple. You know, really the last five six years has really been you know, out of reach for a lot of people. But you know my, right. you know my Disney love. You know, I had gone a couple of times as a kid, and then I had gone as an adult. And for me, that's where it really like set in. You know, because I, I tell people all the time, Disney, Disney isn't a place for kids. It's a place for adults to have, you know, (laughs) enjoy themselves. Um, And, uh, you know, I've seen it now through both, you know, the adult lens and through, you know, the kid lens with having kids. And, you know, both, both things are great, but there's something, there really is something about an adult only Disney trip that I just absolutely love.
1: I think it's just the fact that like you're really, I mean, the amount of detail they put into like their parks and and their hotels and and the the land that they own, honestly, all of it, um, because they have like hidden Mickey's everywhere, um, but like the, I think the cool thing is, is you really do feel like you're taking a step out of reality and. And you're, you're going back to a place where there were no worries in the world, which is um, like kind of what my song, this picture was about. And we made it kind of like very much revolve around Disney, Um, my nostalgia with that. But it really is one of those things where it's like, you, you don't really have to worry. You, You don't want to worry. There's no reason to worry. They create that environment where it just brings you to back to when times were easy. And I think that's why as adults, like we love it so much. I think especially a lot of the one, a lot of us adults that felt that they grew up early. um, I think it just, it's it's just a release, you know, it's really a release and it, it allows that inner child to get out. Yeah, I think, I think that's really important too. It drives me nuts when there are adults out there who are like, "I don't get Disney," and then I interact with them more, and they're, they don't, they you don't see that child, that child at heart, and it's like they're missing that whole section of them. And I'm just like, "That's why you don't like Disney. Like, you need to go <laughs> and not be so serious about life."
2: <laughs> yeah, right now. So, what's your, you know, because I, like I said, I love, like, outside of country music and whiskey, I absolutely love Disney. Um, so what is your favorite Disney park?
1: Um Magic Kingdom, But Hollywood Studios lately, like since I've become a little more like matured, has started becoming more of a like. I mm-hmm. also went to Epcot for the first time in maybe like ten to fifteen years, my last trip, and actually really liked Epcot,
2: yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I the last couple of times I've been Epcot has become my favorite. Um, I think, and a lot of it, I think is, you know, being able to drink around the world. Right. Um, and then, you know, Animal Kingdom for me is, is a big one. You know, I, I really enjoy the themes and the, you know, the story behind Animal Kingdom and everything that is that.
1: Right. I, it's kind of funny. I, I went to Animal Kingdom for the first time again, the first time in like maybe 15 years. And um, I was like, the last time I remembered it, I remembered just thinking it was a zoo. Yeah. And, it was the same experience this time. And I don't know what I think. I honestly just think I've been to Southwick Zoo so many times. <laughs> like, anywhere that it looks like a zoo is a zoo. And I don't get me wrong. I love I love Animal Kingdom. I think it's a cool park. It's probably my least favorite park. I really am there for like the roller coasters and like all the rides. Like I could go on rock and roller coaster like 12 times. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of funny, but I I think the one thing I did like about um, Animal Kingdom though was um, the Pandora area. That was so cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, Pandora was really great, especially at night. You know, we did a one. Well, I think I want to say the last time we went, we did an open uh, rope drop to close at Animal Kingdom, and it was probably one of the coolest days we've I've ever had there. Um, to see uh, see it all and do the safari at night was was really cool too. Oh, that is really cool. That's really really cool. Now, now, do you have a favorite resort that you've stayed? There? Um,
1: I really like, and this is gonna sound so strange, but I really like the value resorts. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Again, it's the nostalgia thing. They it, they're just so fun. Like they just yep. all have like giant like giant toys and giant statues and like they're just so fun. I love Pop Century a lot.
2: Yeah, um, I like pop country yeah, but I also
1: I also do like the contemporary a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know my my sister in law, uh, my my sister in law, my brother in law, they're DVC members, so we get to, you know, we've done the bigger resorts, and it's like I I personally don't understand them. You know, I've already spent right. all this money to be in Disney. Right. I don't. I don't want to hang out at the resort all day. Right, right. Um, But it's weird because my wife and all of them are like, oh, we'll have a pool day. And it's like, no, no, I'm good. Like, (laughs) you guys can have have your pool day. I'm going to go, you know, (laughs) utilize the money I've spent.
1: Right. If we're going to do, like, all four parks or something, I don't mind a pool day or two in between to recharge. Like, I get so tired walking around those parks. Like, one pool, one or two pool days between park days like I don't mind that but it's like when you're on like a two or three day trip it's like no you got to utilize all of that time yeah
2: yeah yeah you know and it's and it's funny because you know we stayed at uh, where the hell did we stay the last time um Wilderness Lodge I want to say yep yep and like that was great you know and there was a lot of things to see and a lot of things to do but it was like all right like get me out of here and then, right, because you're not um, there.
1: You're not there for like a resort experience, right, all right. all inclusive experience. experience. Right.
2: If, if I if I'm doing that, you bet your ass I'm on a beach in Mexico somewhere with a mm. drink in my hand for right, right. Um, you know, and then we stayed at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge too one time, which that was. That was actually one of those resorts that I probably could have stayed there and spent some time in. But there's, you know, so many things and aspects to it that were really cool.
1: Right, right, right. I like Animal Kingdom a lot. It's really cool how they have the animals, like, all in there and stuff. And you can, like, it, it's really, I, I think the concept of that is really cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, but it's funny because as much as we are Disney people, um, you know, I did my, we did, my wife and I did our first trip to Universal. One of the last times we went there and we fell in love with that too. That was a whole different experience that I don't think either of us really expected.
1: I haven't been to Universal in maybe like 20 years.
2: Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's, uh, there's so much to it.
0: Is
2: um, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely worth the trip when, you know, even if you want to do a day, you know, do right. a day check it out. You know, especially if you're a Harry Potter fan, and if not, then just skip it all together. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's really cool. That's cool. So, um, you know, again, I can't thank you enough for being here. I loved, you know, hearing about you and your story, and you know, getting to know you even outside the music, which is, you know, really like I said, my purpose here or my my desire here. Um, so, tell us before before we call it a night. Tell everybody how to find you how to interact with you where we can get your stuff and and all that
1: heck yeah well first of all thank you for having me sure. um and everyone can find my stuff um if you go to AlyssaCoulter.com that'll have all my social media links uh Facebook Instagram all that stuff at Alyssa Coulter on social media if that's easier for you and then I also have Patreon um Patreon fan club which has a bunch of exclusive stuff in it um and I and I love doing that we have different packages so Patreon.com slash and that is another just source of income for me. in um, like I said, it, it provides a lot of really cool, um, you know, extras and exclusives, but it allows me to continue releasing music and, and doing doing my job uh, full time as an artist.
2: Yeah, that's that's incredible. So, so at the beginning of this, I told you I have no questions for you. I actually kind of lied. I have only two um, because we have the Boots and Whiskey podcast. If you wear boots, whose boots do you wear? And if you like whiskey, what brand of whiskey do you drink?
1: Heck yeah, I have um, some Ariat boots. Um, my sister is a horseback rider, um, so we're huge into Ariat. Nice. Um, and I those have- are my
2: I- boots too.
1: Nice, I love it. I yeah. love it. I have some, and they have like little purple. It's like little purple marks on them. They're really cute. Um, whiskey. <laughs> I'm not a huge whiskey fan. I'm not a huge whiskey drinker. Um, I used to be really big into Fireball, and had one really bad night,
2: and not like <laughs> like anymore. We- I think we've um, all had one really bad night with fire. <laughs>
1: I cannot even smell cinnamon anymore without <laughs> not feeling too hot. Um, so I'm off on the whiskey, um, but I I need to find a new a new whiskey.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, start since I started doing this and all the options that have been, you know, graciously sent to me and things I've picked up along the way. It's there's so much. Everything is so different. It's it's for great sure. for sure. It's great. Um, Well, Alyssa, thank you again so much for being on the show. And, you know, I really um, appreciate your time. I know, I know you're busy and, and all that. So I really thank you for taking the time and coming on and, and talking and telling us all about you.
1: Anytime. And thank you again for having me. This is a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. So we'll, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for taking a look at... Or taking a listen, I guess. Not a look. You can't even... You can't see what we're doing. Um, (laughs) Taking a listen to the Alyssa Coulter episode. I think it was a great way to end this month of March. Um, We got a great April coming for you. I'm not going to lie. The next month of shows is absolutely wild. Wild. You know, the... I I don't want to give too much away, but I'll tell you this. We have up-and-comers that are absolutely slaying we have and we have artists that have made their opry debut and we have artists that are going to really blow your socks off i know that sounds corny but it, they're going to um this week we got another show we're going to be doing we're going to be covering on friday dalton and the sheriffs they're a local act out of boston Um, Stay tuned for that. We have released our Chris Jansen episode. Um, Got some really good praise for that. Um, Got to hear from Jansen's team on that. And a big thank you to them and Ray Fulcher and Shane Profit for everything with those guys. Um, We will have a whiskey review this week. Not sure we'll have one next week based on timing and schedules and things of that nature. But stay tuned you know thing, you know how things can change around here pretty quick. Um, so really until next time you know thank you to all of our followers and our listeners and everybody that takes a peep at the show and the website and everything else. Um, you can find us on our website boots and whiskeyentertainment.com, Instagram, Facebook um, we have a patreon if you'd like to take a look at that boots and whiskey entertainment there. And really, guys, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed our feature of Women in Country Music for Women's History Month here in the month of March. And until next time, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, everyone. Good night.